The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is Shayna Baszler, and you're watching Going In Raw. This is the knockout artist, Cassius Ono, and you're going in raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Dan Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. We film these live on the Twitch, but if you're watching us on YouTube, if you want a free and easy way to help support Going In Raw, man, just hit that like button. Just do it once or an odd number of times. To show your support, let's try to get this one up to three, six. five, seven, nine, or any number ending in any of those digits. Oh, uh, whoa, that was too much info right there, man. You just threw a lot of numbers at me. I'm not ready to process them all. Give me a number. I'll tell you if it's odd or even, Steve. Uh, 830. I, I, you said 830. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's not a eight, number. That's, yeah, no, I gave you a number. It's 830. Is that odd or even? 837 is a odd number. Well, that wasn't the number I said. Anyway, well, it sounded like it's what you said because you weren't being clear. <laughs> hey, listen, man, we got all sorts of bonus content. I'm excited about this today because today, for patrons, five dollars and up, and for YouTube channel members, we've got a brand new bonus episode show called "Pin, Lose, and Draw," or "Draw." No, it's "And Draw." I changed that oh. just for legalities. Pin, lose, and draw. For legal reasons, I changed the name. Why? Wow, the game show doesn't exist anymore. I'm sure somebody owns that IP. Anyways, and you change, you really change. It's not. It's not. It, it was win, lose, or draw. You change win to pin. That's enough of a change. I wish you wouldn't yell at me in front of everybody. That's my wish. Well, you got to run these things by me before you announce them publicly. You know what's funny is that uh, I think last night, number one, I sent you the picture, and in the picture it says and draw. Yeah, I didn't really pay that close attention. <laughs> Exactly, I saw the picture man. you did. I saw the picture you did. It's like, oh, that looks good. <laughs> I thought you were sent to me for like a look at the picture, not because I've already drawn the picture. The it says and draw, and it can't be changed. Yeah, it can. It's so, on your iPad. You can just like erase it and put uh, or easy. Oh, now you're Caesar. <laughs> Pin, lose, or draw. Okay. All right. Uh, just to get this over with. Uh, and it's, I got my iPad set up, and then Larson's going to feed me. Uh, a wrestling thing. Yeah, I'll do and it then, in the chat here on, on uh, what's it called? Zoom. And then chat then gets to, uh, as I draw it, the first person to figure out what I'm drawing uh, will get a point, and we'll do I don't know how many of them. Uh, so that seems like it'll be a lot of fun, and uh, it's for our, our, our patrons, uh, $5 and up, and, and YouTube channel members. So I'm looking forward to that today later on. Man, uh, all all the wrestling uh, personalities are live streaming. Uh, uh, Paige is streaming some Animal Crossing right now. Paige, Paige, like WWE yeah. Paige. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Thursday, Thursday in the afternoon. That's the time to do it, man. Apparently, apparently. Hey, we gotta look. We can I stack our show up against anybody, man. Yeah. Uh, same. Uh, anyways, want to give a shout out here to uh, Pablo Machado and Jonathan Williams, their new uh, patrons. So want to say thanks to them. 
appreciate that for mm-hmm. the support. Thank you very much. And uh, and yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, uh, let's talk about some NXT, man. Uh, yeah, it was. I, uh, I I ate my breakfast and had some coffee. Uh, at the beginning, and I felt like a million bucks. I felt really bad yesterday. I still feel really bad for all the people who got released, and it seems like we're, we might be getting some more today, and that Maybe, all yeah. sucks. But uh, I do feel like uh, NXT. NXT last night sort of brought me back to what I always liked about NXT. It brought some some funny. It brought some weird. It brought some unintentionally funny and weird, and that's the kind of stuff that I really dig into. Regardless, though, it does kind of feel... Like, uh, with the exception, perhaps, of this lingering takeover match type thing with Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream, which itself has taken a weird detour. Um, With the exception of that, it does feel like they're trying to freshen up some of their creative direction. Uh, We finally saw Killer Cross make a move of some sort, and Scarlet Bordeaux. Uh, We got a cool little video package of Keith Lee that I thought they should do more of that kind of stuff. Uh, we saw Phantasma, El Hijo del de Phantasma, uh, have a video package. I thought that NXT is sort of putting some new pieces in place that I really kind of appreciated because it did feel like it was getting stale for a while. It did. Um, I'm still not sure how I feel about the creative going uh, with this Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox feud. Uh, they just brought Raquel Gonzalez kind of out of nowhere um, out to join forces with, with Dakota Kai. Uh, with no uh, uh, backstory as to why uh, leading up to it on NXT television. And now we got Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart joining forces. It just kind of feels like, well, we don't want them to have their blow off yet. Kai and Knox, uh, let's just toss some more pieces in, in play there to kind of extend it a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, I like Shotzi. I think she's great. Uh, she's been doing great in NXT so far. And if this helps her, you know, get a more prominent position on the card, cool. Um, it, it just, it, I still feel like they're putting in the the legwork uh, to 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 motivate these uh, alliances. They just will say, "Oh, here's your friend." And like half the storylines that Candice LeRae has been involved in is like, "Well, she's helping out a friend." Mm-hmm. And like the first indication that we're getting that we're friends is when she comes out the first time, and they say, "Oh, she's helping out her friend." I just want a little bit more to it, you know? The 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 genesis, the seed, if you will, I agree with you in terms of they never really said like what Raquel Gonzalez's motivation was in helping. Well, they out. did in a promo after the fact where it's like, well, uh, you've been passed over. She said that to Kodakai, you've been passed over, so have I. So we're gonna join forces so that doesn't happen again, essentially. At that point the pieces fall into place though. Because you yeah, know Yeah, I guess. But, but like when she debuts and helps out Dakota Kai we're just like, okay, I think this is Reina Gonzalez. She has a new name, but why? Yeah. Well, and yeah. like Shotzi comes out and helps Tegan Knox, which, yeah. Well, that makes Shotzi's sense. great. That makes sense. But why? Well, no, that makes sense because last week, uh, uh, Raquel Gonzalez cost, uh, or no, two weeks ago, whenever it was, she cost her the gauntlet match. Mm. So that made sense, oh, and that's, that's right. what I that's what I liked about it is that is that may, perhaps like I, you're, you're you're absolutely right when we when we watched the uh, the was that a ta- yeah that was a takeover Portland yeah a takeover right? yeah. yeah 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 we we both agreed that the the ending to that match was a bit wonky but um, I do like that you know they're using at this point they're using Raquel Gonzalez uh, her presence 
to elongate the feud between Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox and to sort of be the genesis of other feuds, uh, bringing Shotzi Blackheart in. I think yeah, that's I when they're at their the, strongest. I that's about, when, I forgot about the Shotzi stuff. I forgot about that. Whenever that's that's I mean that that's when I think that's what that, that's what I think. Now I'll be the guy who does this. AEW is so strong is that you've got thirty people and they all cross paths somehow. And and NXT used to do a really good job of that. That's what I hope they're going to get back to doing. And and I did sort of see that bringing Shotzi in for this. Uh, because uh, Raquel, I always want to say Reina, because Raquel had you know cost her that that gauntlet. Yeah, I match. forgot about that. I forgot about that gauntlet match spot. Um, that's okay. I had forgotten the entire conversation we had about why Prince Balor uh, uh, doesn't like the word the letter C. Mm-hmm. I had to tweet that out this morning, and somebody reminded me, and I, I didn't even remember we had that conversation. So yeah, we had the conversation. We tweeted that. I thought I was like, we have we've had this conversation before. Didn't remember. Anything. I think it was on a live stream too. Yeah, yeah. In one ear, out the other. Too much going yeah. on. You know? Yeah, like I said, that's, as I said before we started, uh, I still feel like I got a bit of a hangover, not from booze, um, from all that happened yesterday. Uh, Something I wasn't paying that close attention today. I think all my anxiety just was like happened yesterday over that stuff, and then I woke up today and I was like, "Oh, cool! I get to watch NXT because I saw some of the stuff that would ha- that had happened." Um, mm-hmm. And we should talk about this because it's on the thumbnail, and because. You know what? Like it's 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 not like anything so dramatic happened that it has to go on the thumbnail. Uh, so in that case, I usually just revert to what I really appreciated, and is actually a pretty big question because if if they had only shown us Dexter Loomis in that squash match, well, it wasn't that much of a squash, but it was basically a squash match. Yeah, well, it was basically Tahuti did not get much offense. Yeah, so. against Tahuti Miles. Uh, uh, that would have been it. Had been like, okay, cool. Well, they're just doing that thing. Yeah, why was he creeping? He was creeping. What? Yeah. He's he creeping was... with a, a dramatic spotlight during that tag match. Yeah. What the hell? What does that mean? I don't know. What are they doing with that guy? And creeping. who is he who is he staring at? Because it was a tag know. match. Yeah, no. So like is he gonna start taking on tag teams now or something? Was he was he upset that he wasn't mystery partner for Matt Riddle? I don't That's know. Enough. I like it though. You know what I like about it? I just like it simply because it means they see something in Dexter Loomis, and I'm a big Dexter Loomis fan. Yeah, he's great. That the, and you, it's funny because I didn't really pay too close attention last week to that finish, the uh, the the triangle, the arm triangle. Well, they're calling it the Anaconda Vice, which I'm not sure is exactly the Anaconda Vice, but whatever. Yeah, I thought the Anaconda Vice was like on the more on the floor. It kind of is. CM Punk used to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, um, I really love how he applies it. Yeah, and the, only the, because the we've had into it. it's cool. we've had like a, a a counter sort of example with Hager, which it just looks lazy. Um, with Dexter doing it, looks like a, a serial killer, like you know, like choking out, a, like killing a person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this dude is straight out of the movies. Um, uh, so I'm looking at video here of CM Punk putting the Miz in the Icon device, and he sort of have a, a, a wrist lock and the headlock put together. Oh yeah, he brought it in like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but the other person's arm was like this. Yeah, okay. And they would lock it in. Yeah, um, it looks great. It looks great though, and mm-hmm. I, he's so firmly in character, and he's so very creepy, and they packaged him perfectly. Um, what what like? Where do you think they're gonna like speculate? Where do you think they're gonna go with this guy? Uh, I have no idea. I mean, yeah, it's got to be someone uh, involved in that tag match. I just don't know who. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Matt Riddle is probably the given given that Matt Riddle, he has for now uh, a tag team partner who doesn't want to wear the title. 
there was a, a great little promo mm-hmm. bit uh, uh, where Timothy Thatcher was like, eh, I don't want the title. I'm just going to I'll be here in the meantime until Pete can be here. And then we'll sort things out is what he said. Matt, I can't think of a more diametrically opposed personality to Dexter Loomis than Matt Riddle. Yeah. Uh, which I think is cool. Maybe they'll they'll have uh, the occasional tag matches with uh, with Riddle and Thatcher. In the meantime, have uh, uh, have uh, Riddle occupied full time or more so full time with Dexter Loomis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, and then of course we had the other fairly significant occurrence was we had the debut of the aforementioned Timothy Thatcher. Um, I love this guy. I haven't. I. I I, I think we watched like one of his matches against. Uh, we watched one of his matches. I forgot who it is against. Uh, it was like an OTT match. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing over there? I was looking. Carl Anderson put a video up. I was trying to see what it said. It says machine gun in it. So machine gun Carl Anderson's coming back. Okay. Uh, but anyways, I really like what I saw from Timothy Thatcher. I thought he was. I thought it He's was very old timey. <laughs> yes. You, uh, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, you speculated. You speculated the Vaude villains were time travelers. Like, no, it's just a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone told me that Timothy Thatcher uh, actually did travel back in time for the 1930s, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was, when I was in the shower, I was thinking of gimmicks for him. Like back, I'm sorry, backstories for him. Like maybe he was raised during Prohibition, and mm-hmm. you know, like his formative years, like you know, from 15 to 25, let's say was yeah. prohibition because it was about 10 years. It was like a 10 year period. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's like, he's very successful. He's got himself a wife. He's got himself a model T things are going great. Uh, and then the second prohibition ends, he is introduced because he's never been to a speakeasy before. He's like, no, those are illegal. But then when the, when the bubbly starts flowing, he gets introduced to, to the liquid courage and it ruins everything. And he ends up stumbling deep, deep down into a mine of some sort because that's how low he goes. He ends up being like, you know, working hard labor in a mine because that's what everybody did back then, I think. And then uh, I might be confusing that with 1890s. I don't know. Uh, well, it depends on what part of the country you're in. Yeah, okay. He's in obviously he, California. It was the mid-1800s. Okay. I think it was a little bit later in Nevada when they had the silver uh, silver rush there. Okay. So depending where you're at the country, it's a different time frame. Anyway, those continued. So okay, that that's that's a good question. Isn't he from here? No, I don't know if he's from here. He used to wrestle around here. He can't. Okay, he wrestled for SPW and some in in, in the Northern Cup. Like he, you know, fairly recently, he wrestled for APW a lot. Where is he actually from? I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. Because he's like a he's like an indie legend in. in oh, Europe. he was born in Sacramento. Okay, all right. He was born in 1983. He's younger than us. <laughs> he's 37 years old. Yeah, he's great though. So I think that he stumbled into a mine where there was some sort of vortex in space time, and then he shows up here. He made his pro wrestling debut in 2005 for guess what promotion? Supreme Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's rad. See, we have a connection. Just like apparently one of our friends has a connection uh, with Camille, which I didn't know about. Yeah, I had no idea. That was that was weird. I have to ask him about that. Yeah, I know. Anyways. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, anyways, let's just, uh, <laughs> let's just go ahead and break this episode down. Kicked sure. off with, uh, uh, Finn Baylor versus, uh, Fabian Eichner. Of course, this Finn is, is picking off these Imperium fellows one by one yeah. by one. 
Yeah, making quick work of him until he, uh, in like a year and a half from now when he finally gets to fight Walter. Mm-hmm. Um, that probably won't go so well for old Finn, but who knows? Maybe by that by the by that point they'll be ready to get that uh, title off Walter. Yeah, uh, this is a fun match though. It was, it was Eichner utilizing his strength a couple times. He just literally threw Finn across the ring. Yeah, and then uh, Finn using his quickness and his acumen mm-hmm. to get the W. Uh, Martel Marcel Bartel tried as he might to interfere. Uh, couldn't sway the match in Eichner's favor. Uh, so at one point, uh, uh, where was it here? The ref's checking on Eichner after he hits a powerbomb on, on Finn, I believe. And, and Marcel Bartel pulls Finn out of the ring, punches him. Finn falls to the ring steps. Eichner goes for running knee into Finn. Finn moves, so Eichner knees the ring steps. Uh, and then Finn hits a sling blade on Marcel, falls with a shotgun drop kick into the barricade. Uh, Eichner then kind of ramps Finn into the apron. Goes for the the double springboard moonsault, misses. Finn hits the shotgun dropkick, coup de gras, 1916, to pick up the W. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it seems like he's going to have a, a couple detours if later on in the episode is to be believed. Uh, so after that, we had a video package of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, we had a Charlotte promo. This was really good. Yeah, this is well done. This was really good. So she says, everybody in WB talks a big game, but no one backs it up like her. She says she's going to do what no one has done before, is dominate three eras, three generations, if you will. Mm-hmm. Past, present, mm-hmm. future. And then she lays out everybody she's beat, which is basically everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, it makes the case that she's been the most dominant woman over the last five years. Uh, she didn't beat Rousey, but she beat the heck out of her Survivor Series. Uh, she beat Trish. She said, I've beaten all the other horsewomen. Um I've beat Alexa, beaten everybody, and now I'm on to the future. Yes. I'm on to beating up the future. Yeah. Um, and she says, uh, I have my eye on Mia Yim. She says, she was my first match at NXT. And I cut the footage of, of Charlotte's debut in NXT in a match against Mia Yim. She says, I'm going to give her the first chance at a match against me. Uh, I know i got to face uh, EO. I'm sure Rhea wants another piece. And then uh, Regal, line them up. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll beat them all. It yep. was really well done. Yeah, no, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. In uh, terms of like a concise mission statement of what she, uh, what her motivation is and what she's going to do, it was actually it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had a fairly quick match: Aaliyah versus Zia Lee, and uh, Aaliyah. So uh, somebody had beaten up Zia Lee uh, prior to uh, her qualifying match, and Aaliyah says, "It was me, Austin. It was me all along." She cops to it, uh, but and so that just you know sets off. Zaylee, obviously, just for this fuels match. Zaylee, even more. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is yeah, Zaylee ended up winning this in fairly, oh, fairly, fairly quick fashion. fashion. The bit where Aaliyah was was hiding behind the ref that was pretty funny. So yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, we had a cruiserweight title tournament video package for the interim cruiserweight title, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had a really terrific match. The first one of these. Fun. Isaiah Swerve Scott versus a very motivated, determined Akira Tozawa. Uh, there's nothing like when a guy is a really good wrestler and he hasn't really had an opportunity to show that lately. Uh, and we got that from Akira Tozawa, who just brought it all. And uh, this is a really terrific match. It was a fun match. It was a really fun match. I could see Tozawa do that uh, cannonball off the apron. That's what it is. Call a senton, call a cannonball. That's not what, that's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, despite what some commentators might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he does that, sends a swerve into the barricade, follows a missile, drop kick of the ring, gets a two count. 
this great this next bit was really cool where uh, Kira locks in an octopus stretch. Swerve escapes that, but as soon as he does, Tazawa is into a dragon sleeper. Mm-hmm. He's like on his back, dragon sleeper. Swerve tries to get out of that. Akira just transitions to a guillotine. Just like really good fluid wrestling. And then Swerve powers him up, hits a brain buster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swerve hits a house call later on. Akira kicks out of that. So Swerve sets up for his finish in the corner. Uh, we just kind of like the reverse powerbomb deal. Uh, Akira kicks out of that. Uh, he belly to belly Swerve into the corner, uh, hits a kick, and the top rope sent on for the win. Afterwards, uh, he hits, uh, he has an interview. And uh, he just says uh, he's gonna he's gonna he must keep fighting he must keep winning because then he'll be champion again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a really it was I mean it was a simple effective promo, but it was again just delivered with such you know uh, intensity, passion, and passion. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Uh, after that, we had a cool little uh, uh, video package. It was short, but it was very effective for Elio Del Fantasma. I think going forward, I'll probably just refer to him as Fantasma. Fantastic. That's how that's how they were referring to him in shorthand too. Yes. Yeah. They yeah they were exactly. Uh. So you know they talked about uh his lineage, and uh, mm-hmm. they had a bunch of really cool animated still photos. Um. Yeah, that was really well done from his it was very, his uh, upbringing. It was very uh. What was that documentary called about uh, Robert Evans? Oh, that's uh, when they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they had the background and foreground moving at different rates and stuff yeah pretty cool yeah no it looked great um they really packaged him like a million bucks he had like a nice mm-hmm. suit on with his lucha mask on mm-hmm. yeah he Which looked different great than what he wore in triple a too uh uh-huh, yeah yeah angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, so that was really cool. After that, we had 
Tegan Knox versus Raquel Gonzalez. Finally, Tegan Knox is going to get some revenge uh, for that uh, cage match that Raquel Gonzalez was interfering all sorts of ways in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although uh, Raquel Gonzalez was uh, was basically uh, destroying Tegan for, yeah. I don't know, a vast majority of the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't until uh, Shotzi Blackheart comes out because uh, Dakota Kai gets involved. Shotzi runs out, hits her with her helmet. Uh, Raquel uh, takes her eyes off Tegan Knox, goes to Shotzi, tries to choke slam her onto the apron. Uh, but that allows Tegan the opportunity to roll up uh, Raquel to get the win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, we had a, a really well done Keith Lee video package. Um, this is the kind of stuff that I like to see, and it, I don't think it has to be relegated to just like origin stories. Um, I think that you can do this kind of stuff. Like, dude, I'm I'm really surprised. And again, I'm not sure what the what the the, the contracts say uh, for like the WWE programming if they want to do like live stuff. But like, they gave us a glimpse at that Drew McIntyre thing. Why not just run the whole damn thing on Raw? I mean, I don't yeah. remember how long it, that because that was like part of a bigger thing on the network. Yeah, right? I think those are generally about a half hour, right? Yeah, which is not that. I mean, in a, in a three hour span. Chronicle? Yeah, I think the Chronicles are generally about a half hour. You know, toss some commercials in there. I mean, you're only you're looking at you're chewing up at the most forty minutes of, of screen time. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, um, they, they ran the whole Rumble match, uh, which is way longer than a half hour. But I wonder if now going forward. Or post mania. I mean, I, I'm uh, we're made to be seeing how what they're gonna do on SmackDown. But if Raw's any indications, they're kind of done with the archival stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, they have a lot of other stuff they could put together. Oh yeah, you know, documentary type stuff, which I think would would I don't know. It 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 varies up the product, and it's compelling, really well done stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So Keith Lee talked about you know uh, how his grand. This is not surprising at all. His grandma everybody so many grandmas this is the power of wrestling man my mother-in-law's mother Mm -hmm. uh so uh lacy's grandma was into the graps she Mm -hmm. loved it she loved Mm -hmm. it she was into it she uh my mother-in-law always talk about she always talks about how like she would just be like yelling at the tv right and like she was like mom you're crazy and so he was talking keith lee was talking about how his grandma got him into wrestling but his family hated that he wanted to do wrestling. So yeah. at 20, uh, he sort of, did he say he got kicked out of the house? Uh, he said he had to steal the keys to his own car yeah. to do a show that Mick Foley was on. Mm-hmm. Like five and hours then, away or something. Five hours away. And then, yeah, he got kicked out of his house. And then, uh, 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 and he was homeless he for, for a spell. homeless for a while. Yeah. 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 And he, he, he circled back and said, you know, you want to talk about sacrifice. I've basically sacrificed everything. To follow my dream. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was really, really well done. Um, like it, it was cool. Like Lacey was sitting next to me, like working on her jewelry stuff, and uh, she she would pipe up every once in a while. And uh, and yeah, what did she say about Dexter? <laughs> That's right. That's right. So like, yeah, like she liked the Keith Lee stuff. Mm-hmm. Then we had Dexter Loomis versus Tahuti Miles, who he's got to be like number two on that list, right? People who benefited most from. Who, Pandemic to Hootie Miles. Yeah, he's getting a lot of work. He's getting a lot of work. He's getting um, a lot of work. So uh, did now did he have did he have the like his character stuff in his raw matches? No, 
He didn't, I don't right? Remember, I, don't remember, I don't remember the overalls, no. He he came off in, in on the main roster matches as a much more generic wrestler. Yeah, he had gear as opposed to the overalls, yeah. Yeah, he had like the overalls. He had like a, a, fl- like a, a flannel uh, mm-hmm. thing tied around his waist or something, mm-hmm. and then like some mm-hmm. cool-looking shoes. And even when he came out, he had like a cool hat and, gla- and sunglasses. Yeah, he had his pose. Yeah, he had his pose, exactly. Just let him do that on main roster. Like, you don't... You don't have to signal these that these people are jobbers. You don't have to do that. You can give jobbers personality. The jobbers that stand out, the jobbers that have personality. Right. Yes, exactly. Then we care remember, more about the match. Remember, remember. I don't want to talk about James Ellsworth, but remember when uh, Braun had that first squash match against and they gave him an interview? That interview got him a job. Yes, I know. I know. Like, it makes the product more lively. You get Pineapple Pete over there in AEW. Jericho talks trash about Pineapple Pete one week. Next week, Suge D has a match. Exactly. Exactly. That should be. That what should be. You're telling stories, then. Anyways, a story uh, ended here pretty quickly for Tahuti. Uh, he got a little bit off and said, but Lewis drops him the spine buster, hits a side effect right into, they call it the Anaconda Vice. It was, a, it was, a, it was an arm triangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Miles taps. But his Dexter's face and his he demeanor... He doesn't blink. He and but like when he has it locked on, it's like low key orgasmic. It's like a, what's his face, Anton Shigur. That's it's what like it was when, when he when he's is. choking out the dude at the beginning of the movie. What it reminds me is when heel Kevin Owens would do something extremely violent. Yeah, he'd have like a disassociative trance about him. Yeah, and that's what it reminds me of. I like, like that when present he present in his body when he finished him off. Tom Phillips says, "Is he even happy he got this win?" I know it's good. <laughs> That was good. good. So no, to like during this match when Dexter started with the the clubbing blows, and then at one point he had him like to hootie down on the ground. Lacey looks up. She's like, "This is just unsettling." She's like, "With no crowd there, it's just like he's savaging this person." And I'm like, I "Yeah, it's great. that's why that's why Dexter." I'm actually happy they actually saved Dexter Loomis for this uh, kind of era of wrestling because it's perfect for him. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. perfect. For him. It's perfect. Although it'd be kind of cool if they have like just a dead silent crowd, like who's freaked out by it. And then you yeah. throw one Wilhelm scream in there. <laughs> Hold on. I have a Wilhelm scream on my phone. I can pull that up. <laughs> you just did it perfectly though. Uh, it's not as good as the real thing. Anyways, continue. So uh, at that point we had another shot. Uh, go do it again. I was talking. <laughs> That's perfect. That's good. Um. So after that, we had I. I forget if I even referenced the first one. I probably missed. No, it. I didn't write them down because they were just shots of Velveteen Dream backstage waiting. He was waiting on his couch with a light bulb uncomfortably close to his face. And he was supposed to have a face to face with Adam Cole. Go to commercial, come back. Adam Cole's in his backyard again. Yeah, um, they really need to send him a DSLR. Just run him a DSLR because yeah. this front facing iPhone six from like five years ago camera thing that he's using, it just doesn't look good. Has all. Adam Cole been uh, in the arena on any of these uh, empty arena shows yet? I don't recall. When it's been w- several weeks. Wasn't when Vel- when Velveteen Dream had his promo? Oh, and, on the, from the Bird's Nest. The, yeah, I guess so. That was the first PC show. They, they were all there, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but he's just chilling. He's just rattling these promos up. Like the, he did this in less than twenty minutes, uh, <laughs> probably weeks ago. Like all these promos, all these promos, yeah, were all all took place within like the span of twenty minutes, and he's done for the he's done for like yeah. the month basically. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so he said, and the, the great thing about this one, he he starts talking about he's always got a theme of some sort, and mm-hmm. this one he starts talking about 
reality. Mm-hmm. And like, I think he's using the pandemic to talk about the new reality of life and yeah. how the reality right now is protecting the NXT championship so that, I don't know, it doesn't go to weirdo Velveteen Dream or something. I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, he says it's all about, he's worried about protecting reality. And the reality of our world is that no one deserves an NXT title shot. He said, listen up, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> He said stupid. <laughs> oh, so effective. And he says, he says, well, I'm not going to worry about you, Velotine. There's other things to focus on, like Undisputed Era getting their titles back, and they'll be one step closer to becoming whole again. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. When they all have belts. And then, then we get Velveteen Dream doing a promo from a podium. Why does he seem like he's bored? Because I think he is. I think he is. I think that everybody sort of figured that by this time he'd be on main roster but he also realizes that now is not the time to do a call up. It really yeah. isn't. You don't no, want to do just that. Seems now. So, cause like when, you know, before he got hurt, it, 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 it seemed like Patrick Clark, Velveteen dream won the same. He was yeah. that convincing in that role. Yeah. Now he just seems like he's going out there and reciting lines. I wonder, I honestly, like that wonder, level of conviction he used to have just isn't there right now. I wonder, dude, do you think it might be that he, understands the reaction that he can get from a crowd, which is namely like a little bit of uncomfortability, some humor, um, some gasping. He likes the shocking moment. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. And he can't have like the most shocking moment he can do. He can have now is on Twitter where Mm -hmm. he's referencing Kathy Kelly, having been in a relationship with Finn Balor, Mm -hmm. um, which he did today. And it's hilarious. But that's the extent of the reaction he can get these days because he can't get one from the crowd. Um, and I wonder if that's what it is. It's a lot different. It's like, I'm just throwing this out because it was always something that I remembered. But, uh, you know, when George Lucas would direct those those people in Star Wars, the, the, the prequels, and like Liam Neeson's like, I can't, This it's what am I supposed to be working with here? You have me literally in a green room and that's, yeah. all, you, that's all I have to work with. Half Faster, the time. Louder, more intense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I wonder if it's just a matter of he's out of his element and he's more comfortable with the crowd, maybe. That could be. That's entirely know. possible. I'm just throwing that out there. Because yeah, it, it seems different. It's it's not as and maybe he just maybe he understands, look, man, they want to put this title on me, but there's not gonna be anybody there like to make it a real moment. Yeah, it did it's feel like it, it, even if all that is true, I just feel like he's really telegraphing all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder if I wonder if just sometimes it's not easy to to find the motivation within, and so he doesn't have like a choice but to be a little out of it, you know? Aloof, aloof. That's what it seems maybe aloof. that could be. Uh, anyways, he cut, he stepped up to a podium, which, brought, which is brought out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's typical of Adam Cole, no show. Why are you playing video games? Um. Dream says, I think a lot of Adam Cole, he fancies himself some kind of mastermind of the Undisputed Era leader. Uh, he is the last champion still in Undisputed Era. He puts over Adam Cole's title reign, says mm-hmm. he might be the greatest ever. Remember that? Mm-hmm. When it's all said and done, he wants to remember two words. In the background, you see Finn Balor creeping. Yeah, it was great because they had him framed perfectly. Like Dream was mm-hmm. doing his thing, and then he sort of na- very naturally turned his head. And as he turned it, you know, it opens up this side, and you see Finn just there. Looking perturbed, like annoyed. Creeping, just creeping. Just annoyed too. So he, so Finn, so uh, uh, Dream says, you remember two words, Dream over, and then Finn's lurking back there, steps up to Velveteen Dream, and says, I don't know you, 
I don't like you. I've never <laughs> said a single word to you. But I'm going to speak to you now that when you speak of the greatest NXT champion ever, you're looking at him. And uh, if you got essentially, if you got a problem with that, uh, we could take it up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Dream says, all right, well, essentially, let's have a match next Wednesday. He said, Finn, be a gentleman and pick me up for our date next Wednesday night, mm-hmm. which is his way of saying, match I time. want to bone you. I mean, have a match with you. Match. Yeah, match. Match. Probably. Uh, Maybe he did mean sex. Finn is a very sexy man. Anyways, another next, sexy next. man, Malcolm Bivens. You got that right. Making reference to a new edition member and, and solo <laughs> artist in his own right, Johnny Gill. I love that. <laughs> That's good. That's really that good. That popped me. Yeah. The Johnny Gill reference. Anyways, uh, he says, whoever wins the tag titles uh, tonight, whether it be Undisputed Error or Riddle Mystery Partner, they retain. Uh, those titles are going from over your shoulders to around the waist of uh, uh, Rinku in Shurev. Uh, Shurev, I think. And then they, then they each talked. Yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. I like when they talk. I don't understand what they're saying, but it's very powerful. It is. It is. After that tag title match, uh, Roddy Strong and Bob Fish. Apparently, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, he's a diabetic, and uh, there's some concern, uh, maybe on his part, maybe on XT's part, that given what's going on in the world, he might be more susceptible to potentially contracting the virus, and therefore, uh, he wasn't on TV this week. Where did you hear that from? I read it on online somewhere. Oh, okay, cool. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just figured like somebody's always injured in the undisputed era. Well, usually it's Bobby Fish, but yeah, usually it's Bob Fish. I mean, the way Kyle, the way Kyler, the way all those guys wrestle, it's like it's not surprising at all that like people get injured. But that's interesting. Here, about Kyle here it is. This WrestleZone has a story. Let's see okay. who, what the source is from. And probably I would guess Mel- yeah Meltzer. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so, anyways, uh, undisputed era comes out first. And uh, and then Matt Riddle comes out, and uh, we get to see the first uh, Timothy Thatcher. Uh, mm-hmm. He debuts, and uh, Matt Riddle throws up the the bro fist, and uh, Thatcher looks at it, and he just sort of eye rolls. There was a lot of eye rolling from Timothy Thatcher yeah. um, tonight. It was or last night. It was great. So he like doesn't you know do the bro fist. He just he just storms down to the ring, uh, and man, this guy is is unique he yeah. totally hit your absolute right he totally has old-timey vibe but I, I love how he moves it looks man if i love my my thing like i love roderick strong is one of my favorite actual like wrestlers to watch a roderick strong match it comes as close as i can think of to a guy who's actually doling out violence and taking violence roderick mm-hmm. strong he comes off as so legit when he's selling Timothy Thatcher looks like a fighter. He looks like he's yeah. been in several actual wars. And, man, the way he moves around, it's awkward and stiff and weird. Yeah. But it yeah. looks like he's doling out pain. And I really, really enjoyed it. He looked like – it looks like even like his trunks, the how it says Thatcher on the back, it looks like he just threw those, those letters on individually yep. – Yep. Uh, without much thought as to like alignment or or getting him in the right order, they just look like they're thrown on there. This guy looks like he has nothing, nothing that he wants to do other than fight, and yep. that's man. I I, I love seeing him in there. Everything about him screams legit, yeah, uh, uh, badass. Essentially. Yeah, you know he walks super stiff. Mm-hmm. 
just like literally everything is like, okay, this guy is legit. Looks like it looks like he doesn't care that everything in his body hurts. He wants more. He wants more. It looks like everything in his body does hurt. Yeah. Um, And they they booked this match to uh, put the spotlight on Timothy Thatcher because uh, uh, Matt Riddle starts the match. Uh, uh, Thatcher doesn't get in basically till the very end. He gets the hot tag. Um, and uh, and then he gets the win, tapping mm. out Roddy to a Fujiwara armbar. Um, he's got some great looking belly to bellies. It looked pretty legit, as in he's doing all the work. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I loved. It's funny because like so. Uh, I know this was like held for the 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 dot com, and hopefully they run it on TV next week. But there is a promo after this match. So at the end of the match, yeah, he makes uh, Roderick Strong tap out with the armbar. And uh, and Matt Riddle hands him over the title, and he looks at the title. He's got a big smile on his face. Uh, afterwards, they do a promo where Thatcher basically says, "Hey, man, you know, I know, you know, we've known each other for a long time now, but uh, you know, out of respect to Pete Dunne, you hold on to those titles because mm-hmm. you won them with him. I'm mm-hmm. just substituting for now, which I thought was really cool. But he comes across as intensely mild mannered." Yes. Like he doesn't, he's not coming across like, you know, crazy guy. And I'm going to make this comparison uh, in the most complimentary way possible because it's difficult to make this comparison without bringing up some nasty stuff. He reminds me of Chris Benoit, but a more human version of Chris Benoit. Yeah. And I I mean that even separate from, I think it was, uh, what's his name? Jay Snowden. Are you familiar with him? He's a, he's a, he's a journalist. He's done some wrestling journal. Yeah. So he said when the Benoit documentary came out on Twitter, he said something like uh, Benoit was never really more than a mid Carter. And I don't agree with this necessarily, but I think it's a it's a it's a valid point. It could be debatable. Benoit was never more than a mid Carter because he had a because he can never convincingly portray a real human being. Benoit was always rabid Wolverine, scary guy, like with a scary face. And he was always intense. I kind of disagree with that in some ways, but in other ways, I kind of understand what he's saying. Yeah, I, I think I understand the point. But Timothy I, I, Thatcher I looks like a very humanized version of kind of that. You know what I mean? I could see that. I also thought he was he was. You could sit, look at him and say, "Oh, this guy could be Pete Dunne's older brother." They oh, share Thatcher. A lot of the same. We're the, talking the about traits. Yeah, the same traits yeah. in that they're both super come off as super intense, uh, relatively soft spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, I don't stop my video. Um, but uh, in the ring, uh, it's just all business. Yeah, yeah. I thought I I let because even even his little promo thing, you know, he wasn't he's not smooth at all. There's nothing about him, this man that's smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not smooth. He's not. He's not. He doesn't look like a guy who wants to do public speaking. No. But he gets his point across, and he comes across as so realistic. Yeah. It's not like he's trying. That's the great thing is that whenever mm-hmm. it looks like somebody's trying, it comes off as not uh, genuine. Mm-hmm. He comes off stumbles and all as genuine. like Kevin. You made you made a Kevin a Kevin Owens reference with Dexter Loomis. Kevin Owens can stumble and he just comes off as genuine. He doesn't yeah. look like he's trying. He's just talking. And when people talk, as you can tell from listening to us over the past couple of years, people stumble. Yeah. Yes. Very much so. After so, that, anyway. we had a Tommaso Ciampa promo where he uh, he did his old thing where he puts his camera down in selfie mode. He's in some darkened area of the Performance Center. And uh, and he says, you know, promise is a promise. 
I'm done with Johnny. I'm done with Candace. We agreed. When it's over, it's over, and whoever wins, wins. And very reluctantly, because they made a big thing about, oh, coming up next, will Tommaso Ciampa say Declare Johnny Gargano Johnny was? Better man, yeah. Better man. And so, in fact, he does. He says, you know what? You are the better man. And as soon as he gets that out, as soon as that chapter is closed, he gets attacked from behind. You see two arms go and wrap around and yeah. bring him back, and the camera falls over. You just hear all sorts of bang, 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 bang. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he gets tossed to the floor. And then uh, there's a, a patent leather boot that steps in the frame, screen left. And then behind Champa, you see Killer Cross. I guess his new name's Carrion Cross. Carrion Cross. Carrion. Do you know what Carrion is? Uh, no. Please tell me. It's, it's, it's when an animal dies, and it's like the, the rotting... It's what vultures eat. It's the rotting flesh of dead animals. I love that. That is awesome. That is fantastic. Um, so he, he steps in the frame and, and, and like intensely gets in Chompa's face and goes tick tock. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was cool, man. Carry. Oh, I like that. That's, that's cool. I kind of like that. Like, I didn't know that the, that that's what it meant. Now I do. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that better than killer. It's kind of more gross. It is gross. Yeah. Yeah. It is gross. Yeah. I like that name. That's cool. Um, he got a shirt up on a uh, shop. It's not very good, but he's got a shirt there. Oh, I like the shirt. I think it seems on brand. Looks like an old vulture look, on it. Doesn't it? Looks like an old uh, Bray Wyatt shirt. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I thought it was I thought it was really cool. Like, finally yeah, get to see this guy. I know. Um, and he's starting off at the top with Champa, like you know, basically the face of NXT. Yeah, basically. But he's not the better man. That's that, that's what Gargano should start calling himself. I am the better man. <laughs> Are you coming out to Pearl Jam's better man? Can't find a better man. Than <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's answer some questions. What do you say? Sure. I've got Discord opened up here. I'll have Patreon opened up in just one moment. Uh, Alex Housen wants to know, when are we getting the Loomis and Bugenhagen tag team? Oh, gosh. Don't really need it. Don't need that. He says we need it. I say we don't need it. I don't think we need it. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, that's, too, that's, that's, that's too extreme in the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, it might rip a hole in space time and Timothy Thatcher might go back through it to the 1930s. Yeah, uh, David Proc, it's hard to think of a real question after day like today, yesterday. Um, and with the thought of more releases on the way, morale and WWE has to be dangerously low. What are some of your favorite memories of those released today? We were there when Zack Ryder uh, won that ladder match for the Intercontinental title. That was at the WrestleMania we went to in uh, San Jose, in Santa Clara. Yeah, that's that right. Was cool. That was that's really right. unexpected that, that he was going to win that match. Um, Rusev, same at WrestleMania. Rusev rolling in on a damn tank. 
That was awesome. Holy cow, was that amazing. Yeah, that was great. Um, most of my favorite Carl Anderson memories are for him in Japan. So not really uh, WWE. Yeah, his, uh, what was it, a finals match against Okada? Okada, yeah. That was great stuff. That ending sequence is fantastic. Um, I just liked, I liked, the, I liked the, the, their chemistry with, uh, with AJ. Oh yeah. Um, they all seem like they're having fun together. It's always fun to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. But says what, which famous photo would be best improved with a looming Dexter Loomis? Oh, that neighbor. one from 2011 with like punk and Brian and Zack Ryder. Mm-hmm. I think Cultaholic just did a video on that, uh, picture. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, the first, the performance center picture. <laughs> um, one of Cal Jackson, really like that that one picture uh, with the, with the 2009 hipster. That's from 1941. Put Dexter Loomis in that. Oh, how about this? How about Dexter Loomis's performance center picture? You put looming Dexter Loomis behind him. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I might do that today. Sh- actually, I the might. One do he's got that. the shirt that says "Property of WB Performance Center" and back there behind him, <laughs> looming Dexter Loomis. Yeah, uh, Doc Henslow. With all the releases, do you think this may open WB to innovate more? Less cooks in the kitchen. Uh, it'll have to go through the same dude at the top. That's Vince McMahon. Uh, if he wants to innovate, innovation will happen. If he doesn't, we're gonna get the same old thing. Yeah, I, I don't see. I mean, given that they released the 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 lady that did the Otis Mandy storyline, that didn't that didn't come from any of the brain trust. That came from a writer. And they got rid of those people. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of don't have much faith, to be honest with you. Like, the only thing I was going to say, and I know they still have producers there, but with them furloughing the producers, I was like, okay, I wonder if they might actually have the wrestlers start producing their own matches. Or at least have more input. But then I, I, when, I can't remember if it was on Wrestling Observer or someplace else read that the reason they furloughed that many producers is because they weren't doing live events. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say that what you you know your your situation is untrue, but yeah, I don't know if it's just a matter of they're not actually literally booking matches as they used to be in the same number. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Sean Izzo was watching some Jericho interviews tonight, and he said that he would rather have a great story leading up to an okay match over an okay story leading up to a great match. As a viewer, which do you prefer? Probably the great match with an okay story. Same, because the match is what's gonna is what's supposed to be the payoff of the story you're building to. Yeah, I know. And if you have like, a great story link up to a match, then you're not gonna have a satisfying conclusion to like, that story. I, I mean, I. Yeah, yeah. Like if you look at the the AJ Nakamura thing in WWE, they had like three matches. I think mm-hmm. if those three matches were all killer, like super killer. I wouldn't care that the build was basically just a bunch of nut shots, mm-hmm. you know. Or the Samo- sticking with the AJ feud, his feud with Samoa Joe in terms of the out of ring story building. The segment. build stuff was pretty good, Don't but it wasn't a single one of those matches. It w- yeah, yeah, it wasn't punctuated by like a great match. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, Alex C says, "How about this? Thatcher is a '30s noir detective. Loomis is the one case he just can't solve." That's good. Well, yeah, Loomis is like uh, he's like the 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 nation's first serial killer. That's good. That's real good. That's real good. We call uh, we, we call we call him a serial killer. <laughs> cereal, <laughs> like breakfast. 
David Proc, do we need a manifesto from Dexter Loomis, or do you think he should remain silent? No talking. Don't have no a- talking. No, no talk- talking. No talking. Uh, maybe some the- squealing. Maybe, maybe. That being said, that being said, if there's like some weird website WB starts and there's a a, a, a manifesto, a written manifesto, Scrawled. that's something else entirely. Yes. Scratched. Yes. Think I John like Doe that. from Seven. Yeah, exactly. That kind exactly. of stuff. That would yeah. be fine. He should not say a word. Yeah. Uh, Old Man Marcus. It's a great name. Uh, I mean to ask for a while, but just keep postponing it. For a while now, WB's entrance videos for various performers have been quite lackluster and boring, either just being the same all the time or some moving text. AEW, on the other hand, do the entrance videos like WB used to. Uh, do you prefer either? It says, I do love Rhea Ripley's entrance video she's had for two seconds where it's her face looking badass on it, but that vanished. I totally like the old school WB way, how AEW, like no one's got a better Tron the best friends. It's just a r- bunch of random crap, mm-hmm. but it fits them so well. Yeah. Uh, Basically, everybody else, I think, in AEW has some uh, combination of graphics and and video of them. Not just like Braun literally is the TV static background with his name doing this. I can't stand that. It's, it's so, so lazy. It's so lazy. It's so lazy. All those, dude, all those little things add to the product. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you get geeked out over this stuff, man. Like, remember when Vince's uh, Tron had that weird shot of him like... It was like in like part black and white, and he's just staring yeah, yeah. at the camera with a menacing face. You want to see all that stuff? That's like the details of the entire package, man. And if it is, if it is theme too, and it no it tells the story of the character without having to see anything the character does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Demopoulos. So it sucks that all this talent's been released, excepting that this is an unforeseen circumstance. Isn't it also a spotlight and how silly it was for WB to hoard talent and stockpile people they had no plans for? Uh, in a sense, yes. Um, I guess if there's any, uh, not in terms of them getting laid off, and a, a positive side effect of WB's philosophy of signing up everybody they could and worrying about it later, is that hopefully everybody got paid really well. Um, you know, given that the WB were trying to sign people to keep them away from AEW, hopefully at least everybody understood their leverage and got uh, some good money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but as a as a business philosopher, WB, it seems I don't know, not the best idea when you just sign people and then you got, you know, you're literally paying people to stay at home. It's 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 a shitty thing to do from the human perspective. Yes. It's a. I I understand obviously the business philosophy behind it, um, and it's not like WWE is. They're not forcing people to sign these contracts. Obviously, I, not. who was it that said, "Man, and this was a, this was a question I kind of all, always had." It's like if you somebody said, "I think it was on a talk as Jericho." I forget. God, so it was Hardy, and then it was Brody. I don't know if it was somebody else. Anyways, was it Mox? I don't think it was Mox. It might have been Brody. I forget. Anyway, somebody said. When you go there, and it was I think it was a relatively throwaway reference. When you go to WWE, you understand. People who put their, their pen to paper, they understand the deal. They understand that when they go there, it's going to be an uphill climb. And it's going to be a very surreal one, a bizarre one. Because the, do putting in the most work, getting over by yourself. 
won't even ensure that you're going to be rewarded with a higher spot. Mm -hmm. But part of the, and this is insane. Part of the challenge is, can I make it in that system? No matter how Kafka esque that system is. And it seemingly is without rhyme or reason. The authority figures there will put you on trial, so to speak. Yep. Yep. Uh, Part of the challenge is still, can I maneuver this system? Mm-hmm. Because who doesn't want to say I? But you know, you go to AEW, there. You know, Tony Khan's going to be like, "Hey, man, good to see you. What ideas do you have?" And you start yeah. listing ideas. Cool, go do them. Yeah. There, there's no challenge in that. <laughs> you know. Well, I think it's a different challenge where you got this very uh, restricted uh, platform in WWE, where even if you do all the things you're supposed to do. Grab the brass ring, get yourself over, drop incredible promos, put on good matches. It could lead you uh, going absolutely nowhere. Whereas in AEW, you're in a, a, a position where everybody has the same latitude that you do, has the same amount of freedom you, t- you do to do what they do best. And you have to find your own way uh, amongst uh, uh, you know a huge ver- a variety of very, really talented people to carve your own path and stand out. There's a bunch of people who are very good at establishing themselves as interesting characters and all of them great in-ring workers. So there's it's a challenge, no one to blame challenge. but yourself in AEW. Yep. Um, and that was also one of the more interesting things. It's like, could you imagine, dude, spending years and years and years, you know, you have all these great ideas, but you at least have, I don't know if you want to call it the luxury, but the comfort in knowing that, man, I have all these great ideas. He's shooting them all down. I can't succeed like that. Well, mm-hmm. now, what if these ideas of yours you get Aren't to so great you, after you get to execute? <laughs> what if they're crap? You know. Yeah. So yeah, it is. I don't know. I don't even know how we got to this question. Oh, it was the the benefits of of being mm-hmm. released. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I think it's 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 you know, hopefully hopefully everybody turns out okay. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Definitely hope so. Uh, I'm here on the Twitch. I'm seeing if uh, Zondo says, so does Jericho just have a big Zoom shoot conference call with yesterday's releases, or is this going to be, or is this going to preoccupy? Uh, I don't know what that means, but um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll get some, we'll get some interesting talk as Jericho's coming up. Hopefully one of them will be a uh, uh, talk and shop as Jericho edition. Yeah. Because I'm, oh, I'm, I'd love to hear what the Good Brothers have to say. Yeah, I know. Uh, Beans from the East corrects me. Zach won in Mania in Dallas. We saw Daniel Bryan win in Santa Clara. That is right. My memory is just I sucks today. Oh, dude, it it's sucks. just it's it's all Swiss it's cheese bad today. Yeah. I'm just, uh, Alex C again. Should Loomis is. wrestle fully nude? I think everybody no. should. No, I think the pants are necessary. I think You'd the think, pants are great because oh, they should. Yeah, he should wrestle in some crazy gear, but he just wrestles in pants. They're white pants too. That's what's great about him. I do think that he should have each week comes out. He has like a little blood splatter. It's like, mm-hmm. am I seeing that right? Does he have a little blood splatter? Mm-hmm. Right just now? a little bit, just like a little splash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we forgot to mention this. I figured we mentioned it just sort of the tail end of our news brief today. Howard Finkel passed away, mm-hmm. sixty nine mm-hmm. years old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's sad. Uh, the oh, voice of my my the voice of my childhood wrestling watching it was Howard Finkel. Um, yeah, you know it's funny because somebody mentioned uh, somebody mentioned. Whenever you get into something, 
that time is usually for that person considered the golden era of whatever you're into. You know, if you started watching the Simpsons around season 20, chances are you're going to compare season 20 to everything that came after it or before. Yeah. You're, you're going to think that's prime Simpsons, right? Exactly. Uh, for me, because I didn't get into wrestling until college, it was always Lillian Garcia was my ring announcer. But, mm-hmm. you know, the more I watched uh, retro content, the more I understood, oh, man, he was really good. It's always nice to see him. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, back then it wasn't only Mean Gene who got an opportunity to show his personality. Uh, Finkel did as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And that's not something that happens enough. Zondo also says Thatcher should wear old stained bandages and a burned out cigarette to complete that's the grizzled good. fighter look. Yeah. That's good. I agree. Whatever you imagine, like an old, uh, remember in that episode of The Nick, where there's an underground wrestling thing? Yeah, yeah. Just That should be his package. I know. I agree. Uh, Jonathan says, so Dexter Loomis murders people, and Karrion Cross picks them apart the next week. <laughs> yeah, he's literally he's literally picking people apart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Champa came off as a bit of a shell of himself, so mm-hmm. that makes White, sense. White Brownie says uh, Thatcher versus McIntyre would be a killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mister Dub says, "I hope they let Thatcher kill people." Uh, that's 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 somebody else's gimmick right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan says Tahuti Miles has a good look. Yeah, when they let him be a character, sure. Yeah, yeah, his packaging's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, Nikhil, uh has an angry post here. I'm really angry wrestling fan right now. The fact that Vince McMahon released talent and other staff members at a time like this. Vince trying to keep his heartless TV company and investors happy by any means necessary. Uh, has he tarnished his reputation forever? He did that ages ago. This is just the latest. And, you know, this is completely just the this the little bit on the mountain of screwed up stuff that Vince McMahon has done. Are you kidding yep. me? Yep. Yep. This is just one of many. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, that's right. Roman Reigns announced that uh, they're having twins. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's good. I know he kind of alluded to something uh, when he did that Instagram video mm-hmm. saying, you don't know mm-hmm. my situation. You don't know if I have elderly family. You don't know if I have a new baby. You don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Well, now we know maybe part of his decision was informed by the fact that his wife is pregnant mm-hmm. with twins. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Anyways, is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We're going to get this one up, have some lunch, and then we'll come back uh, maybe in an hour or so. For uh, uh, win, lose, or draw, win, lose, and draw. So, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.